0: Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org.
2: I want to tell you about a show I love called Dumb Dums and Dragons, a podcast where professional improvisers and comedians play Dungeons and Dragons for the first time. It's like Lord of the Rings if everyone were an idiot. Dum Dums and Dragons is the perfect show to start if you're looking to be entertained by a single story arc and if you're looking for something you can binge for a while longer. I suggest listening to their Previously on DD&D Seasons 1, 2, and 3 episode to catch up with characters and their storylines. This episode will also give you a taste of what to expect on dum Dumbs and Dragons. Adventure, drama, and scenes like Butthole, played by Ryan Leplant, being arrested for running a cult. You can listen to Dum Dums and Dragons anywhere you listen to podcasts. Our thanks to Dum Dums and Dragons for their support.
3: Next chapter podcasts presents the Play On Podcast series, The Winter's Tale. Episode one, Fishy Fishy. For the best listening experience, be sure to use headphones or earbuds. And remember, it is required you awake your faith.
4: If you shall chance, Camillo, to visit my country on a similar occasion and serve there as I am now serving here, you shall see much difference between our Bohemia and your Sicilia. <laughs> I
1: think this coming summer the King of Sicilia means to reciprocate the visit which he rightly owes your King.
4: Where, though we will be no less giving of our friendship, Our accommodations shall shame us, for indeed... Oh,
0: please. Truly, I tell you in all honesty,
4: having now served in both places, we cannot with such magnificence, with such extravagance... I I don't know what to say. We shall give you drowsy drinks (laughs) that will dull your senses and make you unaware of our insufficiency, so that though you may not praise us for our splendor, you will at least not shame us for our shoddiness. You overstate your case. Believe me, I speak as my observation compels me and as my honesty spurs me on. Our
1: king cannot show himself overly kind to yours. They were raised together in their childhoods, and such an affection took root between them then that it cannot help but flourish now. Since their more mature dignities and royal obligations separated them, their encounters, though not personal, have been royally complemented with exchange of gifts, letters, and loving embassies. So that they have seemed to be together, though apart, shook hands as over a vast sea. And embraced, as it were, from the ends of opposed winds, the heavens continue their love.
4: (laughs) I think there is not in the world either malice or matter to alter it. (laughs)
3: Yes.
5: Queen Hermione of Sicilia. <laughs> Prince Mamilius of Sicilia.
6: A seat for her majesty. She's with child. Be quick. How kind, but we won't stay. Thank you.
4: Oh, you have a worthy treasure in your young Prince Mamilius. He is a young man of the greatest promise that ever came into my note. I heartily agree with
1: you in the hopes of him. He is a splendid child, one whose spirit remedies what ails makes old hearts fresh. Even the aged and infirm desire to live to see him grown.
4: Would they otherwise be content to die? (laughs) Yes,
1: if there were no other reason they should desire to hang on.
4: In Bohemia, if the king had no son, they would camp at death's door till he had one. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: Nine cycles of the silver moon have passed the shepherd's gaze since I have left my throne without a ruler. Time that long and more would be consumed, my dear friend, with my thanks. And yet I should, before the cock crows dawn, sail back towards home. Oh. And therefore, like a year that contains many days, I gather up with one I thank you. Many hundreds more that came before it.
5: Hold your thanks a while and give them when you go. Friend, that's tomorrow. Ah. I'm spurred on by my
0: fears of what's transpired or bred throughout my absence Mm. that could cause me to regret my stay and make me say I should have gone home sooner. (laughs) Besides,
5: I've strained your hospitality. Oh, I am tougher, brother, than you credit me for. I cannot stay. Just one week longer. I must depart tomorrow. we we'll split the time betweens, then. I'll not take no for an answer.
0: Press me not, I beg you. There is no tongue that moves. None, none in the world that could as yours convince me. And twould now, were there firm need in your request, although twere needful I denied it. Oh. My affairs do strongly steer me homeward, which to hinder is, in your love, a wound to me. My stay to you a task and trouble, to save both. Farewell,
5: my brother. Tongue tied, my queen? Ply him.
6: I had thought, sir, to have held my peace until you'd drawn oaths from him not to stay. (laughs) You, sir, coax him too coldly. Tell him you are sure all in Bohemia's well. This news arrived by messenger today. Say this to him, it's mate from his first check.
5: Well said, Hermione.
6: The signs he longs to see his son are strong. But let him say so, then, and let him go. Or let him swear so, and he shall not stay. We'll heave him home with haste. Sir, of your royal presence, I'll request the borrow of a week. Ah, When in Bohemia you host my lord, I'll grant him my permission to let him stay A month beyond the date arranged for his parting. Yet, (sighs) in faith, Leontes, I love you not a tick of the clock behind what his queen loves her king. You'll stay.
0: No, madam. No, but you will. I cannot swear to God.
6: Swear to
0: God?
6: (laughs) (laughs) You put me off with nimble vows. But I, though you would seek the aid of gods with oaths, shall now say... Sir, no going. Swear to God, you shall not go. A lady, swear to God, is as potent as a lords. Will you go still? Force me to keep you as a prisoner instead of guest. So you shall serve your time till you're released and save your thanks. What say, my prisoner Uh, or my guest? uh, By your oath, swear to God, one of them you shall be. uh,
0: Your guest then, madam. To be your prisoner would imply offending, which is for me less easy to commit than you to punish.
6: (laughs) Not your jailer, then, but your kind hostess. (sighs) And now... Mm -hmm. Let's hear the tale of my lord's tricks and yours when you were boys. (laughs) 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 Oh, 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 were you charming princes then?
0: (laughs) 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 We were, fair queen, two lads that thought there was no time to come but such a day tomorrow as today, Mm -hmm. and we'd be boys forever.
6: Yeah. Oh, was not my lord the naughtier scamp of the two? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were like twinned lambs that did frisk of the sun and bleat the one at the other.
5: <laughs> what
0: we swapped was innocence for innocence. We knew not the origin of first sin, nor did we dream that any did. Had we never grown up and traded those two carefree boys for men with lusty blood, we should have answered heaven boldly, Not guilty. (laughs) The fall of man expunged. Redemption safely ours. (laughs) Hmm, From
6: this, we gather, you have sinned since? Ooh, Mm -hmm.
0: my most sacred lady, temptations have since then been brought to us. While in our youth, my wife was but a girl, and your sweet self had not yet lit the eyes of my young playfellow. Oh,
6: for Mm -hmm. heaven's sake, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this make no
0: conclusion,
6: unless you say your queen and I are devils. Yeah. Go on mm-hmm. <laughs> The offenses we have made you do Will answer If you first sinned with us And that with us You did continue fault And <laughs> that you slipped not With any but with us <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Ah, ah,
5: ah. Is he one yet?
6: Uh, he'll stay, my lord.
5: Yes. <laughs> At my request, he would not. Hermione, my dearest, you've never spoke to better purpose. Never? Never, but once.
6: What? Have I twice said well? When was before, pray you tell, fill me up with praise that makes us fat as tame things? One good deed dying praiseless slaughters a thousand waiting upon that your praises are my wages. I would run with one soft kiss a thousand miles before with spur I'd run an acre. But to the goal, my last good deed was to entreat his stay. When was my first? It has an elder sister or I mistake you. Oh, shower me with grace. For once before I spoke to the purpose. When? Oh, let me know it. I must.
5: Why, that was when three milky months had soured themselves to death before you'd give the gift of your sweet hand and swear yourself my love. Then did you whisper, I am yours forever.
6: It's grace indeed. I've spoken with an angel's breath two times. The first forever earned a royal husband. The other, for some while, a friend. Oh.
5: Hmm. (laughs) too hot too hot to mingle friendship far is mingling bloods i have tremor cortis on me my heart dances but not for joy not joy their entertainment may innocently play may lack restraint from clean and chaste exuberant regard and well-become the players. It may, I grant. But to be pressing palms and pinching fingers as they now are and making practiced smiles as in a mirror and then to sigh as would a deer upon its death. Oh, <laughs> that's a spectacle my bosom likes not nor my brows. Mamilius, are you my boy?
1: Yes, my good lord.
5: That's so. Uh, Why, that's my tadpole. Mm. (laughs) Look, you've smudged your nose. They say it is identical to mine. Come, Captain. We must be neat. Not neat, but clean-cut, Captain. (laughs) And yet the steer, the goat, and most horned beasts are cleanly cut. Still patty-caking it upon his palm? How now, you wanton calf? Are you my calf?
2: yes if you will, my lord.
5: You lack the rough patch, and the horns I've grown to be just like me. Yet they say we are almost alike as eggs, women say so, who will say anything. (laughs) But if they're false, as counterfeit money. As rhinestones, false as dice are, fixed by cheats that see no breach between what's his and mine. Still, it is true to say this boy looks like me. Come, Sir Page, look on me with your pale blue eye. Sweet villain, my dearest, my puppy. Could your (laughs) mum? this be a fiction. Your infection stabs my marrow, and you make possible things not believed, communicate with dreams, make partner to all things unreal, you trickster of the mind, and husband nothing. Though it's possible you may be onto something, and you know it, and it's far from invention, and I feel it, and that's caused this corruption of my brains, and... Sprouting of my horns! (laughs) What stirs the (laughs) king?
6: He seems to be
0: unsettled. (sighs) How, my lord? What news? How is it with you, best brother?
6: You look as if you held a brow of much distraction. (laughs) Are you troubled, husband?
5: No, in good truth. But sometimes faces will betray themselves their tenderness and make themselves a jest to harder bosoms looking on the lines of my boy's face i imagined i'd gone back 23 years and saw myself a boy Ah. in my green velvet coat my dagger muzzled so it not bite its master and so prove as ornaments often do too dangerous (laughs) like I thought I then was to this colonel, this squirt, this gentleman. My honest friend, would you take ice for ice cream?
2: No, I'd fight. You would?
5: Well, (laughs) then good luck to you, sir. My friend, are you as fond of your young prince as you can see I am of mine?
0: When at home, sir, he's all my exercise, my mirth, my matter, now my sworn friend, and then my enemy, my parasite, my soldier, statesman, all. He makes a July's day short as December, and with his sunny impishness, he cures my tendency to brood. So stands this
5: squire officed with me. (laughs) Wait who will walk, my lord? and leave you to your graver steps. (laughs) Hermione,
2: Mm.
5: how you love us, show him in hospitality. Let what is prized in Sicilia be cheap. Next to yourself and my young rover, he's the nearest to my heart.
6: If you would seek us, we'll be found in the garden. Mm -hmm. Shall we meet you there?
5: Go how and where you like. (laughs) You will be found if you're beneath the sky. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm angling now, though you perceive it not how I give line. Fishy, fishy. she holds up her nose, her face to him, and fronts with all the boldness of a wife to her allowing husband. <laughs> oh, gone already. Sunk in, knee deep or head and ears, two forked horns. <laughs> dad, dad. Oh, go play, boy, play. Your mother plays, and I play too. But so disgraced apart, part, the audience will hiss me to my grave. Coarse ridicule will be my eulogy.
2: Dad, dad.
5: No, go play, boy, play. Yeah, there have lived many cuckolds before now. And many a man there is, even at this moment, now while I speak this, holds his wife by the arm, and never thinks she has been sluiced in his absence, and his pond fished by his next neighbor, by Sir Smile, his neighbor. Hey, there's comfortant that other men have gates, and those gates opened like mine against their will. But should all despair that have unfaithful wives, a tenth of mankind would hang themselves. No remedy, no none. The Earth's a filthy planet that wields power. When it turns fast, it pulls its prey, believe me, from east, west, north and south. It is concluded. No barricading your bride's birth-hole, brethren. It will let in and out the enemy with club and dagger. Well, many thousands of us have the disease and feel it not. Dad? How now, boy?
2: I'm like you, they say.
5: Well, that's some <laughs> comfort. Hmm. What, Camillo there?
1: Aye, my good lord. Dad.
5: Go play, Mamilius. You are an honest man. Camillo, Polixenes will now stay longer.
1: To keep his ship in port was quite a task. He seemed resolved to pull up anchor.
5: Well, you saw that.
1: He would not stay at your request. He made his politics more pressing.
5: You noticed that? They're gossiping already, whispering, giggling. Leontes is a cuckold. It's well known when I'm the last to know. Why was it, Camillo, that he did stay?
1: (laughs) At the good Queen's entreaty.
5: Ah, At the Queen's entreaty, good should be germane, but while it is, it is not. Was this perceived by any keen, observant eye but yours? Because your vision's piercing and will catch more than the average bloke. It's gone unseen by all but the sharpest knives inside the drawer, hmm? Seen only by the prodigies and whizzes. The common folk know not yet of this business, know they?
1: Business, my lord? I think most know Polixenes stays longer. Ha? Huh? Stays longer? Yes, but why? <laughs> to satisfy your highness and the entreaties of our most gracious mistress.
5: Satisfy? The entreaties of your mistress? Satisfy? Huh. Let that suffice. I've trusted you. Camillo, with all things dearest to my heart, as well as confidences wherein, priest-like, you have cleansed my bosom. From you I've gone forth a penitent reformed. But I've been deceived by you, Camillo, and deceived by false integrity. I swear not, my lord. To think upon you are not honest. Or, if you are genuine, you are a coward who hides his honesty away and shirks his duty-bond to speak. Or else you're lax, and undeserving of my solemn trust, and therefore negligent. Or else a fool that sees a game played out, the rich prize won, and takes it as a joke. My gracious lord,
1: I may be negligent, foolish, and fearful in every one of these no man is free, in that his negligence, his folly, fear, among the infinite doings of the world at times will be revealed. Concerning you, if ever I've been willfully negligent, it was my folly. If industriously I've played the fool, it was my negligence, not weighing well the facts. If I've been fearful to do a thing where either doing doubted and fear then caused the outcome to cry out against my passive nature, it's a fear which often infects the wisest. These are more mild liabilities that dishonesty would ever be called, but I ask your grace, be plainer with me, let me know my offense by its own true name, if I then deny it, it's none of mine.
5: Have you not seen, Camillo, but that's past doubt you have, or your eyesight is duller than a cuckold's horn, or heard, for of a pageant so apparent gossip cannot be mute, or thought... For comprehension resides not in the man who does not think, My wife is slippery. If you will concur, or else be willfully naive and dumb and have no eyes, no ears, nor thought, then say, my wife's a hobby horse, deserves a name as crude as any rank slut that puts out for any flopcock. Say it and recognize it. I will not be a stander-by to
1: hear my sovereign mistress slandered, so without my fierce objection noted, stamp my heart. You never spoke what did become you less than this, which to give utterance to is sin as dire as that you name.
5: He's whispering nothing, is leaning cheek to cheek, is meeting noses, kissing with inside lip, stopping the career of laughter with a sigh, a tell-tale sign of infidelity, playing footsies, skulking in corners, Wishing clocks more swift, Hours, minutes, noon, midnight, And all eyes blind to the goings-on, But theirs alone, that though unseen, are wicked! Is this nothing? Why, then the world and all that's in, is nothing, Covering skies, nothing, Polixenes, nothing, My wife is nothing, Nor nothing have these nothings, If this be nothing! My good lord, be cured of this diseased
1: opinion, and at once, for it's most dangerous. Say it be, tis true. No, no, my
5: lord. It is, you lie. You lie! I say you lie, Camillo, and I hate you! Pronounce you a gross lout, a mindless slave, or else a weak-kneed hypocrite, one who can at once discern both good and evil, inclining to them both! Were my wife's liver infected as her life, she would not live the passing of one hour! Who does infect her? Why, he that wears her like a medal hanging round his neck! Polixenes! who, if I had servants true, protecting me, and as alert to guard my honor as they guard count of their salary, they would do that which would undo more doing. My lord. Yes. And you, his cupbearer, who I from lower rank have raised? and given status in my court, who sees as clearly as the stars above how I am vexed, could put spice in his cup, present that nightcap to my enemy. His mortal sleep might bring to me some rest. I
1: could do this, and with a softer venom, One that surely would not raise suspicion, as would a harsher poison. But I cannot believe this fault to be within our queen. She sovereignly being honorable, I have
5: loved you. Take hence your dedication and go rot! Do you think I'm so muddy? so deranged, to bring this agitation on myself? Soil and stain the whiteness of my bedsheets, which to keep clean is sleep, which being dirtied is burrs, thorns, nettles, tails of wasps, brings scandal to the blood of the prince, my son, who I do think is mine and love as mine, without just accusation, would I do this? Could man so botch,
1: I must believe you, sir. I do, and will snuff out Polixenes for it. Provided that when he's removed, your highness will take again your queen in your embrace, at least for your son's sake, and thereby silence the gossiping of tongues in courts and kingdoms known
5: and allied to yours. You now advise me the same as I my own course have charted. I'll give no blemish to her honor, none.
1: My lord, go then, and with a countenance as clear as friendship wears at feasts, be with Polixenes, and with your queen. I am his cup-bearer. If from me he gets wholesome beverage, account me not your servant.
5: That is all. Do it, and you have one half of my heart. Do it not. You split your own.
3: The Play On podcast series, The Winter's Tale, was translated into modern English verse and directed by Tracy Young. The cast is as follows. Elijah Alexander as Leontes, Kayla Carter as Perdita and Amelia. Gina Daniels as Hermione Mopsa, Shepard Servant, and Paulina Stewart, Rodney Gardiner as Polixenes, Elijah Goodfriend as Mamilius. Ian Gould as Clown, Lord, and Gentleman. Christopher Jean as Antigonus, Old Shepherd, Servant, Lord, and Rogera. Jim Licksheidel as Autolycus, Gaoler, Cleomenes, Officer, and Lord. Christopher Livingston as Florizel and Servant. Katie Vogt as Paulina and Dorcas. Lisa Volpe as Camillo, Dion, Older Lady in Waiting, and Gentleman. Featuring Estelle Parsons as Time. Casting by the Telsey Office. Karen Castle, CSA, and Ada Karamanian. Voice and text coach, Julie Foe. Episode scripts were adapted and produced by Catherine Eaton. Original music composition, sound design, and mix by Lindsay Jones. Music direction by Andrew Fox. Sound engineering by Sadaharo Yagi and Cabby Kavikoff. Mix engineer and dialogue editor, Larry Walsh and Robert McNabb. Podcast mastering by Greg Cortez at New Monkey Studio. Coordinating producer, Transcend Streaming, Kira Bowie and Liana Keys. Managing producer, Robert Capadona. Executive producer, Michael Goodfriend. The Managing Director of Business Operations and Partnerships at Next Chapter Podcasts is Sally Cade Holmes. The Play On podcast series, The Winter's Tale, is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts and is made possible by the generous support of the HITS Foundation. Visit ncpodcasts.com for more about the Play On podcast series. Visit playonshakespeare.org for more about Play On Shakespeare. Hear more about the Play On Shakespeare podcast series by subscribing to Play On Premium at ncpodcasts.com, where you'll find interviews with the artists, producers, and engineers who brought it all to life. And remember, it is required you do awake your faith.
2: Here's a show you'll really enjoy. Facing Fate, an improvised audio fiction series that keeps you on the edge of your seat. Each season is 100% improvised and highly edited with music and sound effects to provide an immersive audio experience. In their recent series, Kalalu season two, Facing Fate tells a Lovecraftian horror story set in the 1920s. A girl is abducted for ransom, but when the kidnappers refuse to return her, a group of investigators close to the family join a search party to help bring the girl home. Listen to Facing Fate any way you listen to podcasts. Our thanks to Facing Fate for their support.
0: Next Chapter Podcasts